Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. If you've ever thought about starting your own business, you know that starting that business is basically also its own full-time job. And then on top of that, there's this whole myriad of emotions and thoughts and doubts and fears that can layer themselves on top of everything else. Post-2020 and current pandemic time might seem like either the perfect time to start your own business, or it might also feel like the worst time to go out on your own. There's legitimacy, honestly, to both sides of that spectrum. And Ultimately, starting your own business is an individual decision, and it's a journey that only you can start. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't gather all the knowledge and advice that you can, though. And so if you've ever contemplated becoming an entrepreneur, you're about to be gifted with some of the best insight you could ever ask for. I am joined today by Molly Fletcher. She is a CEO, a motivational speaker, and business author. She has been hailed as the female Jerry Maguire by CNN. She built a successful career as one of the first female sports agents, and Molly has represented hundreds of sports' biggest names and negotiated over $500 million in contracts. Today, she travels the country and is a top motivational speaker. Molly actually also hosts a podcast called Game Changers with Molly Fletcher, which showcases game-changing athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to help you reimagine how you live, lead, and work. Molly is a trailblazer in every sense of the word, and her desire is to see everyone unleash their limitless potential. So like I said, we could not have asked for a better person to coach us all through the pros and the cons of entrepreneurship. Molly, thank you so, so much for making time to be here today. Absolutely, Jordan. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, to kick things off, I would love to have you share your story because you were not always a coach and a speaker. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's like so many things in life, right? It it, it evolved a bit, and I was a um, I was a sports agent for about twenty years and worked with you know about three hundred athletes, coaches, and broadcasters, and I. I started to see the way young people were sort of recruiting me, if you will, to get into the sports business because so many young people sort of thought, oh, I want to be an agent. And so I would start meeting with these young kids and I saw sort of a gap, right? And simultaneously, I was recruiting professional athletes and coaches. And at some level, I was watching these young kids almost attempt to sort of recruit the kind of people they wanted to work with. And I, and I saw a bit of a gap in their approach. And sadly, I couldn't meet with every single one of these young people or, or even... 20, mid 20, early 30 folks that wanted to get into the space. And so I thought, ah, but I want to help them. You know, how can, how can I do that? And so I wrote a book and I thought, gosh, you know, worst case, I'll just staple this thing together and give it away. Right. But at some <laughs> level, I've got to, I've got to be able to help these folks because, yeah. you know, we work 82,000 hours in our life. Right. So we need mm. to like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that'd be good. So, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Right. So I, I pulled back and it took me a, a bit of time, about a year. And I wrote a book and, and then I begged a bunch of publishers and finally got a yes and bound that book up. And, and that, you know, started causing universities and different folks to say, Hey, will you come talk to our kids about, you, you know, your book or mm. different organizations, groups, et cetera. And, and then, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit longer into the, into the business, you know, I began to see, gosh, you know, the way, an NBA coach or a big time broadcaster or a professional golfer or a, you know, a baseball player, the way they think, the way they behave, the way they recover, the way they prepare, the way they anticipate, the way they navigate change, all of it was so similar. And I thought, man, there's a common thread, right, between the way they do what they do. And what if I could put it together in a way that allowed business people to consume it and implement it in their own lives to help them? And so then I wrote another book that was a little bit more focused toward business people. And then companies started saying, hey, will you come and, you know, talk to our sales teams or our emerging leaders or our, or our leaders? And, 
And then it just evolved, Jordan, truly. And I continue to write books. And then I broke off and started my own business because I think like all of us, we've got to get clear on, on, on what are we really chasing? What matters most? What's our purpose? Mm-hmm. And I began to feel more connected to the opportunity to take what was what was a remarkably unique window of time, a really special window of time as an agent, and lift it up and apply it potentially to Im- impact more people, to make a you know bigger impact and 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 use those experiences in a way that that lifted others up. And and so I made the jump in about 2010 and started my own business sort of there. So I hope that <laughs> it's a long answer to your question, but hopefully it helps. <laughs> no, that's fine. Well, and, and it's, you know, it's really interesting to hear you kind of talk about your story and I'll say Diane Patterson, our founder, she's like arguably one of your biggest fans. <laughs> she, no. she listens to your podcast every, every week and she always shares it with me. And I know a lot of the times we end up sharing it on our Friday faves, uh, weekly blog and email that goes out. And one of her favorite stories of yours is how you lived rent free in an Atlanta apartment for nine years. I live in Atlanta. I would love to know, <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> well, you know, long story short, I, I played tennis at Michigan state and moved down to Atlanta without a job. I had about 2000 bucks. I had a friend from high school that was working for the Atlanta committee for Olymp- Olympic games at the time. Mm. And she said, look, Molly, you can live with me on my couch for a little bit until you kind of figure this out. Well, a, a friend of mine had said, Molly, tennis in Atlanta is like a really big deal. I mean, there's there, it's just oh, yeah. massive. And, and yeah. so she was telling me, she said, people at apartment complexes, they have tennis pros and the pros teach to the residents. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're kidding. And she said, you know, in fact, like the, the person that teaches the pro at the property gets, they give them a little bit off the rent every month. And, you know, meanwhile, I get down to Atlanta, like I have like 1600 bucks. I'm sleeping on a couch, right? I'm trying to find yeah. a job. And I thought, dude, I have got to find a deal like this, right? I yeah. mean, this could be a game changer for me if I could right. remove <laughs> my rent expense. And so long story short, I found out about, about an apartment where the pro was leaving. And I went over and introduced myself to the manager who was really nice. And she still wasn't aware that the pro was leaving. And then the next day the pro came in because I was sort of out ahead of it a little bit through a through a friend that had told me about this. And, you know, long story short, right, I, I got this pizza place across the street to hook us up with, you know, 15 free pizzas once a month. I I called my buddy at Wilson Sporting Goods that gave me gear when I played in college and, you know, begged him to hook me up with Wilson gear and <laughs> send it down. And I said, dude, I'll give it away to people that come to the clinics. And he was happy to do it. And then, and then I had written these tennis tips when I was in Lansing where I grew up for this magazine. I mean, they were probably very poorly written tips, but I thought we could give, you know, could put these in the newsletter to get people pumped about the tennis clinic. And so long story short, I sort of delivered all these things to the, to the apartment manager as she was sort of evaluating who, who to lock in as her next pro. And, you know, I have this philosophy, right. Sort of act like you have the business before you have the business, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, behave in a way that sends a message to people that you want to work with uh, that this important, this relationship matters. And, so she gave me the green light and, and sort of initially offered 500 bucks off the 850 and said, look, the previous pro would, he would just write a check for 350, you know, at the beginning of every month. And, you know, I began to sort of continue to talk about the pizza and the tennis tips and the Wilson gear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short, she went back, called her manager and, and got the green light. And so I, I literally, I mean, for nine years, I lived in this apartment complex. I taught tennis every Tuesday night, except when it rained <laughs> for, for free. It was a, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. And so I'm grateful for that for sure. Well, well, and everybody listening that, that is a prime example of good entrepreneurship. I mean, you, 
it's in your DNA. I'm just going to say it. it's in your DNA. Well, I mean, and is that something you've always known that you were, you were going to have your own business? You weren't going to work for somebody for the rest of your life? You know, no, I, I would say that it wasn't. I mean, I think, you know, I had the opportunity to interview Arthur Blank, who, you know, you're here in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. of course, he started that little hardware store, the Home Depot, and yeah. <laughs> sold it. Just, and then, you know, little thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, re, you know, bought the Atlanta Falcons and has a soccer team here in town and does a lot for our community. And, and, and I was chatting with Arthur once and he said to me, and I loved this, and, and he really has a servant mindset in regards mm-hmm. to customers and relationships. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, Molly, at the end of the day, he said, if you follow your heart and you close a gap in the market, you're probably going to make it. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, that's so basic, so simple, but boy, isn't that ever true? And yeah. And so I think when I started being asked to speak and I began to sort of feel like, man, this is helping people. This is connecting with people. This is different as a female and a wife and a mother, but talking about sports and performance, it, it, it was connecting. And, and I, so I felt like I was closing a gap in the market and I was absolutely following my heart and, you know, financially and, and, and all those things it probably didn't make a whole lot of sense (laughs) when I did it. I think I had, Mm -hmm. you know, 12 keynotes on the books for, you know, a 10% of my annual comp at, at, at the agency. But, you know, like Arthur said, when you follow your heart and you close a gap, and if you want it bad enough and it's anchored in purpose, you know, if it's anchored in a clear purpose and you know what you're chasing and why, and you align the behaviors with that, I think you can find a lane and you can find a lane to make an impact. A lot of our forward audience are women um, who honestly, we're already juggling career and family life, which I know that you can relate to. And I, and I feel like now, especially that juggling is just even worse. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, I'd love to hear like, what has been key for you to keeping everything in check? Like, how have you succeeded professionally, but you've also made sure to prioritize family? Well, you know, boy, I mean, through a lot of mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. truthfully, and, you know, I grew up with incredible parents who I'm so grateful for, who, you know, a lot of times my parents would come down to Atlanta to visit me and my phone would ring and it'd be, you know, Doc Rivers or Tom Izzo or John Smoltz. I mean, they didn't care. You know, yeah. they just didn't yeah. care. And, yeah. you know, I would look at my mom and I would call her and I'd go, mom, I've got this keynote to, you know, and I would tell her and it's this global audience and it's in LA and da, da, da. And she was like, well, who's going to, make sure the kids get to school and, you know, mm. it's right. Okay. With all of this. And I mean, you know, it was, she would always bring me back down to that. And so that always served as a gentle, but loving reminder to, to make sure that you're navigating life, putting in the, the big rocks first. Right. And so, yeah. you know, but it wasn't always perfect. I think what I always have believed is that if you are clear on what matters most in your life. And then you're intentional about looking at your time through the lens of aligning the things that matter most in your life with where you put your energy. Mm. And, and, and then the result of that to me is balance. Yeah. And, you know, and that takes discipline and it takes anticipation and it takes, you know, all of those, it takes saying no, it takes all of those things. But, you know, what I always try to tell myself when, you know, I would say no to things that the world would say, you're kidding. You have 50 yard line seats at the Super Bowl and you're saying no. Well, yeah, because it's my daughter's senior night for basketball yeah. or it's a really special recital for, you know, my daughter or, you know, and so I always say to myself when I'm saying no to something that I'm really saying yes to what actually I've already gotten clear on matters most. Mm. 
And, you know, I don't always do it perfectly. Certainly I, I don't always nail it every time, but I think, you know, being clear on what we're chasing and why, you know, I have a friend who is a big executive and she's busy. And I remember sitting on a boat with her one summer and we were talking and she was exhausted, you know, mm-hmm. she said, my, I mean, my, you know, I'm, I was sort of, she was sharing and she said, my, I'm disconnected from my husband. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape physically. I'm emotionally exhausted. I'm mentally drained. You know, my mm-hmm. relationship with my, my kids is tense. And I sort of looked at her and I said, well, you know, and, and she, you know, got this promotion and she was working harder and longer than ever, which so many people are finding right now. And I said, well, what, it, what are you chasing? And, and mm-hmm. literally, and this is a very bright woman. She looked at me and said, what are you, what are you talking about? I said, why are you doing all this? And she goes, what, what do you mean? What, are, what do you, what? And I said, well, is it the money? Is it the status? Is it the promotion? Is it, what is it? What's it all about? She goes, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. And she got frustrated with me. And I said, well, I really want to challenge you to think about that. And yeah. I think you need to get clear on that. So I think, you know, to answer your question, I think when we're, when we're clear on what matters most, and then we have the discipline to live into that with intention, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully we can have thriving careers, but also thriving family life. And, and, and to me, that's obviously a one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and as we redefine things in 2021, some of our listeners might be considering the jump into starting their own business. And, and to be honest, it might not even be of their own choosing. They might, they might be sitting there Mm -hmm. trying to find something and just can't right now. And so this is just kind of a necessity almost. So, you know, is now the right time though? I mean, if it's not something that you're being forced into, is starting your own business now a good idea? And, what advice would you give to that person who's in that position? Sure. Well, I mean, certainly I think from a, you know, practical perspective, right. It it depends on the business, right. It depends Mm -hmm. on the industry. It depends on, you know, where you are, uh, you know, how well prepared you are to, to, to manage the risk inside of it and all of the things that go with that. But, you know, my, my advice to people on that would be, I, I guess not too dissimilar to, to the advice I followed from Arthur and what I found, you know, worked for, for me, which is, um, you know, put your toe in, right. Test mm-hmm. drive a little bit, be intentional and make sure it is in fact a place that, that you can make an impact, that you can win, that you can contribute, that you can make change. Right. And, and most importantly, that it's something that's consistent with your heart, with consistent that the journey that you w- want to go on. Um, and so, you know, like, like Arthur said, I mean, if you follow your heart and close a gap and, and if you can, if you can manage the risk inside of that journey, which it is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there mm-hmm. is, you know, it can be lonely uh, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, it, it, it's, it's challenging. I mean, running a business entails so many things, uh, obviously, but I, I think it's like everything, you know, I saw athletes, you know, have to rehab from, from a year, a full year of ACL rehab. But if you know why you're doing it, right. If they, if they can envision this moment, right. When they're going to be back on the mound pitching, you know, in a world series and their family's going to be watching, or if it's a quarterback, when they can be back out there taking snaps, doing what they love most, if you can take yourself to that place that you want to go. And if it feels like where you want to be, and, and if you, you know, want it bad enough, then I think that, that helps you navigate the speed bumps, the roadblocks, the hurdles that will happen, and they will happen. I, I mean, I loved what Billy Horschel, who I've had on my podcast, and and uh, he's out on the PGA Tour. He played a practice round with Tiger Woods, and he said to Tiger, he said, you know, Tiger, 
every time before a tournament and, and, and guys love playing practice rounds with tiger, right? Because they get so many nuggets in the two yeah. and a half hours. Oh, yeah. It takes him like 18 <laughs> holes. And, you know, he said to tiger, he said, you know, man, right. Like one of my routines before, before a tournament is I lay in bed and I, and I play the whole round out in my head. You know, I shoot at 65. I make every fairway. I, you know, chip yeah. up right within inches. I drain every pot. I birdie every hole. I mean, he's like, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and, uh, you know, it really helps me get my mindset around the kind of outcome that I want when I walk onto the, you know, first tee and, and Tiger was like, dude, that's awesome. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. He said, but do me a favor. He said, visualize yourself in the, you know, in, in the, in the rough, visualize mm-hmm. yourself in a trap, visualize yourself having to get up and down on 18 to win, you know, win your first tour event, when visualize yourself in, in tough moments, but visualize yourself recovering. And I think mm-hmm. for us as entrepreneurs and, and leaders, it won't always go just right, but right. you've also got to, got to, got to know and, and, and believe that you've got the strength, the wherewithal, the confidence, the commitment to the vision and, and to the people potentially that you're leading to, to find your way out of it and through it to a, to the right spot. So, you know, all of those things kind of come up for me from that, from, with that question. Right. Mm. So it's, so it's be realistic, but, but make sure to not fall into pessimism too. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mindset, in my opinion, I mean, you know, one of the things that I saw the difference between, you know, good athletes and great athletes or, or, you know, coaches that, that win not one championship, but, but five, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is mindset. And mm-hmm. so 100%, I mean, mindset is key to our ability to navigate adversity and our ability to, 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 you know, to start businesses, but, but when, when we do and lead, um, you know, hopefully all of us with right with a servant heart. Yeah. Well, at the end of this month, uh, to shift gears a little bit, you are actually going to be doing something very exciting for us. Uh, you are going to be moderating our 2021 gala with Olympian Mary Lou Retton. Like how cool is that? <laughs> um, and we we're also going to be virtual, um, which is different this year. So literally anyone anywhere you can tune in February 27th um, and you can watch Molly and Mary Lou and, you know, just help celebrate forward. Cause that's also going to be our 10th anniversary celebration, which is so crazy. Uh, so I just, I would love to, to kind of take a break. Like I said, and, and just have you share, like, what are you most looking forward to with the gala? Well, you know, my, I mean, well, Diane and I have been, you know, trying to sort of get this done for several years. So I'm so excited that we've, we've found a date and, 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 and I can support and, and be there. I can't wait. I mean, I know this is a remarkable event with unbelievably, uh, just brilliant women. I mean, I'm just so, I'm candidly humbled by the opportunity to share and then to be on the stage and share the stage with somebody like Mary Lou Retton. I mean, gosh, I remember when I was, you know, a a young person watching her do what she did at such an incredibly high level. And, you know, she's special, uh, both as an athlete and as a person. So, I mean, gosh, I mean, to be able to share the stage with her, um, you know, my, my role in that will simply be to hopefully, um, lift her up and allow her to, to share things that I know all of us can, can learn from. Mm, yeah. Well, like I said, it is virtual. So anybody that's wanting to join, you can purchase your ticket. Uh, the, the URL is forwardwomen.org slash gala. That's the number four, dot org slash gala. So as we wrap up, and I hate to do this because you're just this wealth of knowledge. Uh, what are three things that you wish someone had told you back when you were starting your own business? And I mean, it's things that you would share now with someone that's about to be in your same place. Mm, yeah. Whew, girl, how much time do you have, right? right? I mean, like, 
I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I, I think one would be, you know, recognizing the, the importance of aligning our purpose with our behaviors, right. With what we do and, and, and making sure that I think we can do remarkable things when we know why we do it. Yeah. And, you know, I always tell a story about if, if there was two buildings that were 500 feet high and 500 feet apart and you threw a plank over top of it and asked people to walk across it. And, you know, I tell this story sometimes when I speak and you say, you know, walk across the table, 80% of the people make it, 20% don't, but I'll give you a million bucks if you make it, right? And and literally five, 10% of the room raises their hand and then you keep upping it, right? Two million, five million. (laughs) The hands kind of trickle up, but you never get above 15%, right? Because 20% of the people don't make it across the plank, by the way, and it's over. And so- But then I say, what if the most important people in your life are on the other side? And the only way you could save them is if you walked across that plank. Well, 100% of the people in the room raised their hand. And and it's because if we know why we do what we do, it changes what we do. So I I wish that that was always front and center. I think I, 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 in many ways, was sort of there, but I never was that clear. And so for me now, my purpose is to lead, inspire, and connect with courage and optimism. And, and I try to filter every decision through that purpose statement. And, and that becomes this, this benchmark by which you can begin to assess what do you say yes to and, and, yeah. and what do you say no to? Um, you know, I've had the pleasure of interviewing a lot of amazing people on my podcast. And I loved woman, one woman said, I, and I, Rashma Sajami, Sajani, she said, be brave, not perfect. And, mm. and I think boy, as women, isn't that cool? You know, oh, yeah. be brave, not perfect. And, mm. and, and I think that when, if we can all lift that up, cause women, you know, we can be hard on ourselves. We want to yeah, yeah. do everything. We want to be everywhere. We want to all those things. And, and at some level th- that's fantastic, but is it sustainable? Mm. And, and how well do we take care of ourselves along the way? And if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't serve other people. So I love that one, be brave, not perfect. And then, uh, you know, one of the ones that I think is important is, and it sort of ties into my energy clock book that we released in January, which is, you know, prioritize your life, right? Mm -hmm. Prioritize the things that matter most to you. Because I think as we've all know, other people will, right? If we don't decide who gets our energy and our time at some level, then, then other people will. And I think we need to, we need to own that. So, you know, purpose, be brave, not perfect, prioritize the things in your life or others. Well, I think those are things that come up for me with that question. I'm so glad you joined us for this conversation today with Molly about starting your own business and prioritizing what matters. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash Molly. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash Molly. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review to let us know what you think of the podcast. Your feedback is appreciated greatly and will help Forward continue to host conversations that you are interested and listening to. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.